0: Well, hey, friends, welcome back to Anchored and Always. Um, I started uh, talking about last week in episode 59 um, about anxiety. And this is just a, a topic that's just really near and dear to my heart. Um, it's something I've struggled with myself personally. Um, and so I wanted to start having some more conversations on this podcast and in the Anchored and Always Facebook community about anxiety, because I think it's just really important especially for us as believers, sometimes there can be a stigma around anxiety that, you know, if you struggle with worry or anxiety, um, does that mean you don't have faith and you don't trust God? And so I think a lot of times people, women especially, can just be really afraid to admit that to other people. And so I think it's just really important that we start talking about it. So last week I began that conversation and this week I invited a good friend of mine onto the podcast. Um, And Christy is going to introduce herself here in a moment. Um, but she has been a great friend of mine for the last few years um, at Grace Community Church is is how I met her, and she'll explain a little bit more about um, that, but um, she's led lots of women's events at our church that I've just had the privilege of being a part of and attending and gotten to know her really well, and one of the things that I've loved about Christy is her transparency and honesty about her own struggle with anxiety. And so that's why when I was thinking about doing having a guest on the show, she came to mind. um, And I invited her on today to share with you all just a little bit about her um, story with anxiety and and just how God has brought her through that and what she's learned from it. So she's going to share that with us today. So I'm so excited. Christy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here with us. And if you could just introduce yourself and Tell the listener just a little bit about you. Well, Katie, thank you so much for having me on today. It's such an honor and a privilege
1: to be even asked to share my story. Um, a little bit about me. I've been married for almost 23 years to my husband. He's my high school sweetheart of sorts. We met between my junior and senior year of high school. And we have two kids, one that just left the nest, which is a whole new season of anxiety, if I'm being honest. She is 19 and in college um, in her freshman year at the University of Kentucky. And my son, Caleb, is 14 and about to start high school. And so that is us. We are living life as, you know, I'm, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm a full-time staff member here at
0: Grace. And so that's kind of me. That's what I do. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot, <laughs> Christy. Sounds like you are a busy <laughs> woman, um, which sounds like most of us, like so many of us wear a lot of different hats and um, which probably contributes to some of our anxiety at times, which I'm sure we'll we'll get into. But um, mm-hmm. I know you are a busy woman. And I just, like I said earlier, appreciate everything that you do at Grace um, as the outreach director. Um, so thank you so much for that. And um, Christy, you've been pretty open and honest, like I said earlier, um, in our church community about your struggle with anxiety. And so can you share just a little bit with the listener today um, about that struggle and what that's looked like for you in your life?
1: Yeah. Um, I would love to say it's a short story, but it's not. Um, it probably started honestly about 20 years ago. I was like a new, newly married young adult trying to figure life out like a lot of us. Right. And I started experiencing symptoms of of anxiety things like heart racing, fatigue, stomach issues, brain fog, like, but I had no idea that's what it was. Um, I now know that that was anxiety, um, but I ignored it for a really long time and it just kept building and building and building. I think a lot of us do that. I think a lot of us that struggle with anxiety, see these things and do not know that that's what we're struggling with for a long time. So, um, so really it, I didn't really investigate my anxiety until it hit a point where I I couldn't ignore it anymore. So I started to have debilitating panic attacks. And if people have had those that are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Your, your body starts to shake, your fingers and hands go numb and like everything feels wrong. Um, And that's where I was. And I was young and I had no idea what was happening and had no idea that it was anxiety. Um, And so I had to kind of get curious about it. And I would love to say that quickly all these things started to come together, but they didn't. It lasted probably five or six years before I really started to tackle it. I just lived with it. And I kind of ignored it and hid it from everyone (laughs) in my life, except for my husband, because he could see some of it, but I wasn't even real honest with him about it. Um, And so really, that's kind of how it started for me. Um, And I describe it for a lot of you out there. If you're listening and you're like, maybe, maybe I do struggle with anxiety and I don't realize it. I describe it as feeling like I was underwater or in a tunnel. Um, And so I kind of walked through life, like waking up in the morning, literally doing whatever it took to get through the day. There wasn't like, I wasn't doing anything extra. You know, it was like, I was tunnel visioned on like, what do I have to do in my marriage, in my work, you know, eventually with my kids to get through the day. And then I would go to bed a lot of times having an anxiety attack at night Mm -hmm. and then wake up in the morning and do the same thing all over again. And I live like that a really long time, way too long. So if that feels like you, please do not wait as long as I did to get help. Um, But I was just in bondage to my anxiety and not living in freedom. And so, um, yeah, so that's kind of my struggle. Um, There's so much more to it, but that's, that's the bulk of it.
0: Yeah. Well, Christy, um, thank you for sharing that. And, and I know that so many women struggle with that. And I love, um, how you said that analogy of, it just feels like you're underwater. Um, because, because I feel like that's how a lot of women feel like it's just like you, sometimes there's these waves crashing over. you, It's just so overwhelming and you feel like you can't even catch a breath. Um, and that you're just kind of trudging through life. And, and, uh, you know, that is not the, the abundant life that God has for us, that walking in freedom, um, you know, that, that he wants us to experience and not that that means we're not going to experience hardships or suffering in this life, but that we shouldn't be in this continual state of feeling, um, in bondage, um, and, and he has come to set us free. And so I just love that, that analogy. Um, And so just um, what changed for you in your life? How did you find some healing from anxiety? And what did that look like for you?
1: Well, like I said, it was a slow process. um, And there wasn't like a day when everything changed. Um, But I think, I think the other thing I would want to say is that I think we have to be careful thinking that we're going to be totally healed, or completely free of our struggles. Um, I think we get in trouble when we think that that is just going to magically happen one day. Um, can God heal us from those things and take them completely away? Absolutely. He can. And sometimes he does. Um, but I think, uh, I often think about the scripture of John 16, where he says, I have told you these things so that you may be have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And, you know, and many versions say trouble or trials and sorrows and suffering. Like you said, Katie, like. We're not promised a life free of those things. And, but yet yeah, he says, take heart. Or sometimes he says, be courageous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I just rest a lot of times is that I am not completely free of anxiety today, but I am not in bondage to it anymore. It does not control my life. It does not have... Um, I don't walk around in that fog anymore. Like I am fully present in my marriage and in my parenting and in everything every day um, in a different way than I was a decade ago. And so first off, I would say, like, don't expect for it to just go away, you know, like quickly and easily. Um, But for me, um, freedom really started to come when I got curious about my anxiety and didn't just kind of ignore it. Um, I became a learner. I think one of the best definitions I've ever heard of anxiety came from a counselor in Nashville named Sissy Goff. And she says that anxiety is an overestimation of the problem and an underestimation of ourselves. And that's so true for me. Even today, when I struggle with anxiety, I'm overestimating a problem in my life and underestimating my, um, ability to handle it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. Um, and so I think for me, I just had to get really curious about um, what, what I was really wrestling with. Um, and the second thing I had to do was I had to bring my anxiety out of the darkness into the light. You know, we know this, we have an enemy who's seeking to kill and destroy us. And so he has a heyday in the dark. And that's what he was doing with me for so many years. Um, I was wrestling in the dark and not telling anyone about my struggles. And once I began to share, that is when I started to get free. From those things. I mean, it's just true. Um, you know, I love first Peter two, nine says, He called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And if I had stayed quiet and in the dark, man, are there so many things that I see now that he he would have just used somebody else to do? God would have just used somebody else to do the things. But I've gotten the joy of doing the things because I did not stay in the dark. Um, so those are two big pieces of my freedom, but also the biggest thing I learned. And this is true, I think, for everybody that struggles with anxiety is it's a multifaceted thing. Um, You know, Katie, you talked about this a little bit in your previous anxiety episode, but there's often a physical component to anxiety that people have to address. And so you might need to go see a doctor to figure out if there's physical things um, that need to be handled or if you need to be on some medication, that might be possible too. My own story is that I did have some thyroid issues that I needed to address Mm -hmm. um, that were causing some of my anxiety symptoms. I didn't go on anxiety medication personally, but I have a lot of friends who have needed that to get above the water to tackle the other things in their lives that they needed to wrestle through. And so I think, you know, go to a doctor and see what they th- they say about that. Um my only caveat would be, don't just think the medicine is going to get to the root of your anxiety. It will help you get above water so that you can tackle it. That's the biggest thing I say to people about the physical aspect of anxiety. I think there's also the mental and emotional part of anxiety. And there's a lot of thought patterns that we have that are unhealthy and not helpful. And so you might need to go see a counselor. Um, I, I, I had a lot of friends, in fact, one that has a counseling degree that helped me in this season to walk through and get some healthier thought patterns um, in my life. I love a book that you, that I recommend a lot to people is a book called Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Um, she has this thought, I mean, she kind of takes the second Corinthians take every thought captive idea that we see in scripture and she walks it out with like therapy essentially is what I call it. But so that might be something, but you might need to see a counselor. Um, I had a lot of help in that season from a lot of friends that were very wise counsel. Um, and then the last thing that I would say, and the thing that I'm probably going to hone in on today is just the spiritual health aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I need you to hear me when I say that for a lot of years, I focused on those first two really well and I kind of just ignored this last one. But the biggest part of my freedom has come in the spiritual health realm. Um, and I know a lot of people go, oh, okay, like, yes, get right with Jesus, right? <laughs> I mean, of course. But the reality is he offers this peace that surpasses all understanding. And I hadn't quite accessed that yet. And once I was able to access that, um, Freedom just came, it just like busted the doors open on me, getting um, a little bit more free from this anxiety that had a control on me. And so, um, there's a few things I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. There's a few things that um, helped me regain my peace in those seasons. Um, let me think about the first one was really just um, the illusion of control, mm-hmm. and just the idea that like I could control everything, and I had to release that. Um I I hope that I hear some amens out there on the other side of this podcast because I think we all think we can control our lives. Um and honestly like I remember in the deepest parts of my anxiety crying out to God and saying, "I've got you God. I don't understand why I'm struggling with this." And I remember him whispering, you have me, but you have me in your back pocket. (laughs) Like You are still trying to hold on to control of your life. And I need you to stop. Like, I need you to, to get me out of your back pocket and to trust me, you know, with your life. And so that was one of the things that was stealing my peace in that season was this illusion of control. And so I had to begin to let that go. Um, Another thing that that I had to release in that season was just unrealistic expectations. I don't know about you, but a lot of women put a lot of unrealistic expectations on themselves. And so for me, I I thought I was superwoman. I thought I could do it all and I thought I had, you know, everything I needed to get life done and the reality is that I I can't, we can't like hear me out there. We cannot do all the things that the world expects of us or that we expect of ourselves even. And so for me, I had to really evaluate, like are these expectations realistic and can like, I had to ask God to help me realign them. Like, what are you asking of me, God? And you know, and where can I do those things well and let the rest go? I, I jokingly say a lot to, to women, like, What are the glass balls in your life that you are juggling? And let's not drop those, but let's drop all the ones that are not glass that won't, that the ones that will break when you drop them, like your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with the Lord. Like, let's keep those up there. (laughs) Let's drop the rest. Right. So that's, that's been helpful to me. And then I don't know about anybody else, but the other thing that steals my peace is the pace of the world. Mm It's exhausting, <laughs> and so I had to really establish some rhythms of rest in my life. Um, you know, I, Sabbath is a weird word to a lot of people. It's not something we use a lot, but I look at it as putting intentional spaces of rest in my day. Sometimes when I feel it's running out of control, um, but most definitely in my week, um, I for me it's Sunday afternoons and evenings. It's like a weekly reset to sit down and say, okay, where am I? How is my heart? How is my mind? How is my body? (laughs) Like what things do I need to reevaluate and address? Um, and I do that every week faithfully. And I have for probably five or six years now, and it's, it's changed just my anxiety levels. Um, there's a lot of resources out there for that. And Katie, I can give you some to list even in, in the show notes, if you want to do that, um, that have helped me establish a better rhythm of rest and Sabbath in my days. Um, and then lastly, the voices of the world. And you talked about this one really well, um, in your last podcast too, Katie, but just the idea that like, whose voice is the loudest and telling me what my life should look like. And I get this one wrong on a weekly basis, <laughs> you know, between social media and what, things I'm inputting even pot good podcasts sometimes like, and like the, what, but ones that are telling me maybe the world's truths and not God's truths, you know? And so, um, the other thing that's been really helpful for me is, um, is just listening to God's voice above all else. Um, I love Anne Voskamp has this quote that I've kind of clung to, but never let the, the noise of the world around you drowned out what God's word says about you. Mm. And I think for me, I had completely lost sight of what God's word said about me. Um, in fact, I don't know if I ever really knew, to be honest, before all of this. And so a huge part of my journey over the last five to 10 years has been getting into God's word, deeply getting into God's word and understanding who he is and what he says. And, you know, I mean, I looked at my faith background and I, I looked at the heroes of the Bible and yet in reading God's word, I have realized the only hero is Jesus. Mm, like, yeah. There's no other hero in scripture. And it was so freeing to realize that the Bible is full of people that are flawed humans, just like me. Mm. And they just kept showing up and surrendering to the Lord and he used them. And that is so freeing to me that they're not heroes. Like I, I'm not a hero. I was trying to be the hero of my own life. And that is what fueled my anxiety, to be honest. It just did. So those are the things that were helpful to me. Those are the things that changed in my life. Um, That's a lot of words, but hopefully that was helpful um, to to some of the listeners out there to reevaluate some of those things for themselves.
0: Yes. Um, There's so much there, Christy. Thank you so much. Yes. Like so many great... Um, I like to call them nuggets, like just a um, little pearls of wisdom that you shared with us. And, um, I really loved the, um, when you were talking about bringing, bringing it out of darkness and into light, like mm-hmm. that was one of the times that you noticed a change happening with your anxiety is when you started talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. and I've seen that so often and and that's true for me as well in celebrate recovery as, um, women would come into the share groups um, as newcomers, like their first time in the share group, and they are just terrified and they've held all of these, these things in, all this guilt and shame and all these things that they're struggling with, um, for so long. And they're sitting in this room for women and like, they don't know us yet. And they're like, can I trust them? You know, what can I really share? What's okay. What's safe to share. And I almost intentionally set the room up. So the newcomer, um, is sitting to one side of me. And I always start with the woman opposite her. So it goes around full circle before it gets to her, because I want her to hear all the other women share that have been coming and they kind of know the routine. And at almost every time I, I can almost see their body language changing and they're shifting forward and their eyes are kind of open wide. Like they can't believe that people are sharing this stuff in church, in a church setting. And, um, and it just is so freeing that look in their eyes and they're always, they always tell me like, um, well, I wasn't planning on sharing today, but, and then gush, gush, gush their whole entire story. And yeah. it's fine. And it's like, so freeing in that moment for it's terrifying, but it's so freeing. Um, Cause I always go up to them afterwards and just talk to them and see, you know, see how they're feeling. And, and, it, and that is so true. You know, the enemy just, um, he can tell us a completely different story in mm-hmm. our heads. And so when we get that out in the open and we're talking about it in a safe environment with people um, who will listen and not try to fix you and, or will point you back to the word of God, um, that disarms the enemy. It genuinely disarms the enemy because it's exposed to the light and the truth of God's word. And so the story that you begin telling yourself is, is true. And it's exactly what you said, who is God and who Mm -hmm. am I? And Mm -hmm. when we really like start to understand who God is and who we are and what our role is and what his role is. And we stop trying to, which is your second point that I love, controlling everything. Like the anxiety just naturally reduces because we are not trying to do things that are outside of of our control. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I love with CR is we start to recognize that our lives are unmanageable Mm -hmm. and we are powerless in and of ourselves to fix it. But we serve a God who, who is in control of all things. And he just asks us to bring it to him and surrender it to him. And when Mm -hmm. we do that, there's such freedom in it. And we can begin to start to walk in freedom and victory and healing. Um, Exactly all the things you were saying. And then lastly, what I love too, was, was, Um, the strength, you know, just feeling like we have to be strong. Um, And this is part of that, you know, in that scripture, that says in our weakness, he is strong, you know, like these are opportunities when we can share about the things that we're struggling with to, to let Christ get the glory. And I think, you know, counterintuitive to like our society is we're always trying to get the glory. We're always trying to get the likes, the comments, the followers, um, you know, from everybody. And that's not, as Christians, our goal is, is to bring glory to God, you know? Um, and so we often get that mixed up and then we feel unfulfilled when we maybe get some of that feedback and it's not what we wanted. You know, it wasn't as fulfilling as we thought because we are supposed to be bringing glory to God. And that's when we are truly going to be feeling the most peace and feeling the most fulfillment is when we're, we're doing that. Um, so yes, everything you shared the Sabbath, the rest, um, I think I went to an event you did once at grace and you were talking about the the pace of Jesus, um, Mm -hmm. following the, the pace of Jesus. And I just loved that whole, I got so much out of that talk because, um, you know, everything is so busy and rush, rush. And when we slow things down and we allow ourselves to rest and we, we chase after peace, if anything, or following, I said in one episode that Jesus was still on mission. He was mm-hmm. still purposeful with his life and moving forward actually towards the cross. And he'd never stopped going towards his mission, but he always, it was in an unhurried pace. He always yeah. had, yeah, he just had time to stop, rest go to the father in prayer, um, break bread with people and share the gospel, heal, um, or share that, you know, the, the story, his story and heal people. And so just modeling that in our own lives, you know, brings a more peaceful continence. Uh, Well, and I think Katie, one of the things that I've learned so much
1: is, and this is again, part of being curious about my anxiety is that anxiety almost always resides in the past or the future. Yeah. And so if you're living like that, exactly like what you just said in the present, like, God, what do you have in front of me right now that I'm missing? Cause I'm worried about the past or something that just happened or I'm borrowing worry from the future. Right. Yeah. Then, then you can't be present. And honestly, when you're present with people in all the ways you just described Jesus was if you're eating meals with people and seeing people for who they are and, you know, and, and and taking in all of that, your anxiety will go away. Like, because it doesn't live in your present, like it lives in your past and in your future. And so that's one of the things that I tell women more than anything is like, try everything in your power to be present. There's so many tools to help you do that, but like, you know, just, put your feet in the grass, look around you. Like one of the like practical things is what do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? You know, like a counselor will tell you that, like, how do you, how do you move into the present? And it's huge. Like, when you think about the way Jesus lived his life, like that's exactly what he did, Mm
0: -hmm. you know?
1: And, and so trying to get my life to look more like that is always my goal.
0: Yes. Yes. I, I can't tell you, like, I think I focus on that with my counselor more than anything As she calls it mindfulness, but just yes. being mindful and staying present today. Um, and so, yes, that is such a great point. Um, and so Christy, I wanted to move into, uh, currently now, um, how is God using, Um, you and using even some of the struggle, but you uh, in, in your life right now, and also to bless other people? How is he using you to bless other people?
1: Well, I think it's one of the most beautiful things that I've seen come out of my anxiety, to be honest. And I never expected it. Um, You know, before, you know, I I told you a turning point was when I started to share my story before I shared my story out loud, just to give people a picture of where I was, I was on staff of a church this current church, (laughs) the one I sit in right now. And, but I was like the behind the scenes girl. I was administrative. I didn't do anything ministry related at all and did not think I was capable of it. I mean, I had all the laws of the enemy telling me like, you just need to like, you know, type an email or do these little behind the scene things. But once I brought this struggle out into the light and shared it with people, I mean, honestly, Uh, the women's ministry leader that had the current job I have at the time asked me to share my story and I'd never spoken in public before. Mm -hmm. And I shared this struggle. She was like, I see this in you. You need to tell people, people need to hear it. And so I said it for the first time out loud. I still have the recording of my shaky voice. (laughs) And that moment to now, I've seen God, women come out of the woodwork and say, me too, Mm -hmm. me too, me too. And honestly, that one moment led to where I am now to doing what I do now and like having the job that I currently have where I lead women's ministry and help our whole church in discipleship and God's word. Like those are passions that I didn't even know were in (laughs) me when I started this journey, you know? And so I've seen him just faithfully that didn't happen overnight. It's probably been a decade that that's been building, but I just took one step at a time and he's been so faithful to allow me to continue to like minister to women in this way and share this. And, um, One really cool thing that I get to be a part of is a ministry called mom life and, you know, and, and the things that God is even doing this year as it's becoming a nonprofit and going out into the world, it's, it's something that I can't even explain, you know, but that's something really cool that God has brought out of this struggle for me is being able to take moms and see them and say, Hey, like, I know you feel overwhelmed and underwater and all those I've been there. Right. I've been there. Um, but let's talk about, let's talk about how we move through that and to freedom and to the other side. And so that's been a really cool thing that's come out of this too, is that ministry, um, here at our church where it started, but, um, also it's just beginning to spread. Like, I don't know if you know this Katie, but this year we have probably 14 locations all over the country. So it's really, really cool. God's growing that ministry. So.
0: That is so awesome. I just love to see that, you know, those pivotal moments that When you look back and you realize that was the moment like like when you had, you know, shared your your story vulnerably for the first time and your voice was shaking. You never realized at that moment what God already knew, you know, what where that was going to take you. Um, But you were obedient in that moment. I think sometimes we maybe miss out on on things that God has for us because we're afraid to to take that one step, even And I always say, I love this quote, do it scared. You know, Mm -hmm. even if you're terrified, if you feel like God has opened a door for you, um, go through it and explore it and do it. Cause you just never know what's on the other side. Um, Mm And, and I just think that's so beautiful. Um, And, you know, for the woman listening today, that, that is, is exactly where Christy was saying, you just feel stuck and underwater and, and, this, I hope this encourages you today to hear Chrissy share a little bit about her story and just know that you're not alone, that um, God does not waste a hurt. He will literally use every part of your story for his glory. And it's so beautiful to see. And it really truly gives purpose to the things that we've walked, you know, we walk through in our lives that we think, you know, bring us down and take us out of the game. But that's really the stuff that God's going to use Um, to bring about true joy and fulfillment and purpose and meaning to our lives. And it's just so beautiful. Um, So I just love that so much. Um, Christy, just in closing, what final thoughts would you like to share to encourage that woman listening today who is feeling overwhelmed with her anxiety?
1: Well, I think, Katie, you said it a little bit earlier, but we often, as believers Mm -hmm. or in the church, get it wrong because we tell people that they have to just have more faith Mm -hmm. and then they wouldn't struggle. And I think what I want to say to women out there is that that's a lie from the enemy. Don't Don't believe that. Um, The reality is that thought um, insinuates that we can just muster up more faith. And that is just striving and working harder and trying harder. And that is like completely the opposite of what God's word tells us. God's word tells us, like, come to me, I will give you rest. It says, you know, cast your anxieties on me because I care for you. Like, it is a message of surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think what I want women to hear more than anything is like, maybe stop trying so hard, (laughs) like, because the reality is anxiety tells you that like, you can fix it and you can just do better and do this and do that. And the reality is that you can't. Um, And, and so I guess I would say like for hope, the message of hope that I want you to hear is actually, you can just lay it down. You can lay it down. You can surrender it to the father and open your hands and just see what he'll do like just see what he'll do, um, let go of control, um, and trust him to, to do what he says he will do. <laughs> um, and then, you know, give yourself grace when you pick it back up. Cause you will, you will pick back up control and you will try again the next day harder. Um, and it's honestly why my rhythm of Sabbath, Sabbath is so helpful for me is because it gives me a rhythm to lay it back down again. <laughs> um, so that would be the thing I would say is just like, yeah it's okay to surrender and lay it down um, and not keep trying so hard.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. That That's great advice. And, and like you said, um, not like, you're going to have to do this a daily surrender almost, yes. you know, cause we will, our tendency is to pick it back up. So I love that reminder. Um, well, Christy, thank you so much just for being here today. It has been just an honor to have this conversation with you. And I, I truly know that this is going to bless a lot of women as they listen to it. Um, and so if you would just close us in prayer today, that would just be wonderful. And again, thank you so much. Yeah. God, we come to you today.
1: God, I just lift up all the women listening um, to you. God, you see them, you know them, you know what's going on in their hearts, God. And so God, I just pray that you give them your peace. You promise us in your word that you will give us peace. And so as we lay these, these struggles at your feet today, God, I just pray that every woman out there listening to my voice can feel your peace surrounding them. And feel you say, like, cast these anxieties on me, my dear child, because I care for you. God, those are promises that we can cling to. And I'm so thankful for those. God, thank you for who you are in our lives and who you are in every woman's life
0: listening to this. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life? As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling on your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. And be sure to check out my brand new website at anchoredinalways.com for more information and to book your 20-minute free discovery session with me today. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored In Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help me spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.